0: And joining us to take a look at how that market is faring is Fahima Adima from Momentum Securities. Fahima, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Afternoon, Alatandra. Thanks for having me. All right, Fahima, uh, red screens, uh, what happened? It's been uh, a good time, I think, over the last few days, but it looks like markets are starting to think differently. Uh, let's talk about what is happening today.
1: Yes, so the JSE opened a bit uh, weaker today. It seems not a time due after, like you said, quite a strong week for the markets and the RAND, given that uh, weaker-than-expected CPI and PPI numbers that came out from the U.S. seeming to indicate that the, the U.S. economy uh, may finally be slowing. And uh, that obviously means that the Fed could likely uh, look to keep those interest rates stable and even potentially start cutting in the next year. Uh, But I think what's kind of thrown things off now at the moment is that we had those retail figures come out of the U.S. yesterday, and it was actually a bit stronger than what uh, consensus was looking for. So I guess there's now some mixed signals about whether the U.S. uh, is cooling as much as uh, one would have hoped and, and likely having an impact now on our local markets and the RAND.
0: We're also seeing uh, process and NASPAS pulling back. Tencent delivered a decent set of numbers yesterday. I'm wondering if uh, what we're seeing here is more profit taking than anything else.
1: Yes, yes, it could be that too, uh, Nolatando. So, like you said, t- uh, Tencent came up with uh, quite a favorable uh, result yesterday, and then we saw uh, process and NASPAS up quite a bit on the back of that. So, it could indeed be a case of profit taking after we've seen some very strong rallies in the market this week after quite some time.
0: I must ask you if markets at all are uh, feeling some type of way about uh, conversations between uh, President Joe Biden and President Xi Jinping. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm still very confused about what it means. On the surface, it looks like relations are great, but they're also calling each other dictators and all sorts of things, uh, you know, behind the scenes. So I'm wondering if we're all convinced here that relations between these two nations will be better.
1: Yeah, look what you're saying, Alotando, it's it makes so much sense because they often say one thing and then after the meetings in person other things are said. So a lot of uh mixed sentiments coming out from there. I wouldn't say I'm personally convinced that things are going to be better after this, but uh, it seemed, you know, the the right things were said when they met yesterday. We had uh, President uh, Xi say that he is happy to pursue a peaceful partnership with the U.S., does not view the U.S. as a competitor in any way. He even said that they would be uh, accepting uh, some young students from the U.S. to come and study in China, would be sending their big pandas to the U.S. So it all sounded very good uh but yeah like you said after that meeting then we had uh president biden release comments that you know he still views uh presidency as a dictator which he obviously doesn't like uh so yeah i can't say i'm too encouraged uh even though the right things were said
0: only time will tell, Fahima. Let's get into some company news now. Investec out today. Uh, they've seen a double digit growth, I think, uh, in the revenue. Um, keen to get your thoughts of, on the overall company. We know that uh, in South Africa especially, uh, they serve as quite a niche part of the market.
1: Mm, yeah, so quite a good set of results coming there, uh, showing an increase in revenue and in their hips, despite quite a difficult macro backdrop. So it seems that they're benefiting from uh, growth in the uh, their loan book and also the higher interest rate environment, uh, which means they, they benefit from that endowment effect. Uh, What's interesting to note that uh, the credit loss impairment charges has, however, increased, and the credit loss ratio is now uh, at a high of about 32 basis points. So that does show that while results were good, the consumer is under increased pressure, and we are starting to see that now in this increased uh, impairment charge and credit loss ratio.
0: Then I'm keen uh, to get uh, your thoughts on life healthcare. I mean, life healthcare, uh, out of the set of numbers today, group revenue from continuing operations is up. SA revenue is up. They're about to sell uh, that business of theirs. They're speaking about an 8.1 billion rand payday uh, for their shareholders, but that share price for him is down more than 5%. What exactly are yes. investors looking for when it comes to life healthcare?
1: Yeah, so I think the investors were not too happy with the the update. So like you said, you know, they're in the process of disposing of Alliance Medical in the UK. And that money will be returned to shareholders once that deal is over the line. So um, it did show growth in the past few years, this alliance medical business. But recently, the results were not good. Uh, there were impairment and other transaction costs, uh, which did impact the results. So it does seem like that's it's a good time to be disposing of this one. Mm-hmm. If we look at the, the current results, the revenue from con- continuing operations grew by about 10%. But the issue was that operating profit was down by 11% and HEPs actually declined. And this is excluding, you know, that uh, Alliance Medical, which is now classified as a discontinued operation. If we include that, I mean, uh, HIPs would have been down by over 74%. Um, So it seems that uh, in South Africa, while there was strong demand for their services, the EBITDA margin contracted quite significantly. And there's also been some inflationary pressures on salaries and uh, the impacts of cost of load shedding and IT costs, um, which are also impacting the costs of the business. So all in all, I don't think the, the market was too happy with that update.
0: Yeah, very uh, interesting dynamic we're seeing there. Let's talk about Goldfields. They say they hope to expand their footprint in Chile, but I'm keen to get your thoughts on the overall updates here. Uh, And really, just a difficult time, I think, for miners all over the world.
1: Yes, I think you know, this is a trend we're seeing across the mining industry uh, and all it's under quite a difficult environment because of the high inflationary costs. So they're seeing an increase in their cost base. You know, they have had uh, lower production numbers come through. Um, but yeah, good to see, you know, they, they still do seem to be on track uh, in terms of the, the guidance that they've provided and in terms of the expansion. But uh, we are seeing SA miners in general under a lot of pressure. And obviously, you know, the, the situation with Transnet and ESCOM also doesn't Help uh, matters. Uh, we're hoping to see an improvement in the next year once uh, we see some improvements in recovery and in, uh, sorry, in Transnet and in uh, the situation with ESCOM. Uh, but for now, it's a very difficult environment uh, for these mining companies. So, yeah, um, I think a lot of headwinds
0: are still awaiting that in the next few months. Now, Fahim, I'm keen to get your stock pick. But before we do that, let's reflect on counters that have found favor with your industry peers.
2: We've liked uh Nepe Rock Castle for a while. I mean, it's a very high quality portfolio of dominant assets in the CEA region. Uh, we think over time that market certainly recovered quite well. So especially the retail side of their properties, uh, the markets uh, recovered nicely. The, the occupancy is uh, very high. I mean, we, we, we've we seen sort of high 90s in occupancies. We think on a like-for-like basis, they should be able to grow their NOI closer to about 9 or 10%. And And they're still opening centers uh, in, in what is a very, very tough market, Europe. See, Promenado Craiova opened uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that's a 136 million euro investment. Uh, we like the pipeline at about 700 million euro plus, so we think they can get good yields of closer to about 8%. Uh, very strong balance sheet with their LTV down at about 33%, and and it's one we've watched in terms of what they need to refinance. There's not a lot of big debt uh, or maturities coming up that they would need to refinance uh, in the next couple of years. So on a like-for-like basis, we, we we think this is a portfolio that can grow two or three percent, um, and certainly the four deal is attractive with with a decent level of distribu underlying distribution growth.
1: Home Depot. And, uh, (laughs) you know, the results, the the share price went up. The results were a little disappointing, reflecting uh, the lack of spending in in America on housing. You remember they had those bumper years during COVID where everybody was redoing their kitchens and uh, bathrooms and so on. But it's such a good business, and I think against the backdrop that we've been painting about lower interest rates, I would expect that this is a sector that's going to come back, and uh, it's just such a well-placed company to benefit. You know, I don't yeah. don't expect massive turnaround next year, but I think in the next couple of years, they will recover and continue to outperform the S&P. I'm
2: going for Mr Price, at least I think that's what I chose. Uh, on exactly the same theme we've been talking about for the whole, the whole program, uh, the valuations are quite low. The SA consumers, consumers should turn around. Things should get better. The economy should improve. And if, you, if your share is correctly priced, which Mr. Price and many others are as well, into that environment, you can do quite well out of it.
0: All right, Fahima get your thoughts here. And if you Rockcastle, Home Depot, as well as Mr. Price.
1: Yes, I saw uh, Nephi Rockcast actually released a business update earlier, um, which seemed to show uh, a strong set of results boosted by higher tenant sales and acquisitions in Eastern Europe. Um, So it seems that their retail vacancies have been down, while uh, rent collection actually improved to about 97%. The LTV ratio is also showing improvement. And uh, it seems that this group still continues to uh, go from strength to strength, you know, despite the headwinds that they're facing, healthy dividend yield of, we um, we put it about 9.7% going forward. So uh, in my view, I do agree with the stock pick. I think it does present uh, a valuable investment opportunity. It's also considered a Rand hedge opportunity because of that exposure to, um, to Europe.
0: And then I'm keen to get your stock pick for today. Fahima, which counter are you going with?
1: Um, So today I'll be going with AB InBev. So it's one that we have recommended in the past, given that it's a consumer staple uh it's been performing quite well to date been quite resilient and given the headwinds we're facing in the u.s um, and the u.s consumer that's under increased pressure we expect that there will still be demand for uh, you know your staple products such as your beverages your 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 alcohol products that uh they're used to purchasing we're also seeing some recovery in the bud light brand there in the u.s after it took a knock early in the year um so yeah it's it's had quite a good run today but we are we still expecting to see some further upside on this one.
0: Well, Fahima great hearing from you always a pleasure having you on business on business lunch with us that was your midday markets update with Fahima Dia from Momentum Securities. <laughs>